We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford at Studio. We will speak with Jason Sukamel today. He's with OrangeBloods.com. We talked to Kerry Murdoch yesterday about Oklahoma. We'll get the Texas side of things to uh, today as the league uh, jumping to 16 teams. In case you haven't heard that, you've been under not just a rock, but like a boulder the size of like Mars or something here over the last week, week and a half, something like that. It, frankly, it's only been a week, but it feels like, eight months at this point since that since that happened but we're going to talk to our friend mr morales out at usc uh on thursday let's kind of continue the expansion talk continue the expansion talk. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be speaking to anyone from buck nuts next week but no. any, anyway that's uh that's, at least not, yeah uh, yeah that's uh that's that so anyway we'll uh we'll, we'll do that coming up here on uh the show a show brought to you every single day by the oxford exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, the Blue Sky, the first uh, self-checkouts are uh, in place now there at the uh, the Blue Sky. Probably coming to the rest of the stores across the state from Blue Sky, but right now in Oxford, you don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to worry about lines or anything. Jump on over to the self-checkout, take care of what you want to in a convenience store that's clean, good prices, and more there. And while you're doing it, why don't you download the Speed Pass Plus app, take advantage of that. Earn points and save money with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Uh, yeah, and don't forget at Oxford Exxon, the uh, new self, self-checkout. self Yeah, I just said that. Did you just say that? I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. We're multitasking. I was multitasking. Well, I mean, look, it, it sounds like whatever for people, but when's the last time you actually got checked out by a human at like Kroger or somewhere? Oh, I always check myself yeah, out. I, I, no matter if I have too much stuff yeah. to actually self-checkout, yeah. I will still self-checkout. Because well, like a lot of times, sometimes like the lady helping, and I'm not blaming her, like she's doing her job, but she's like... Hey, you good? Are you having a good day? You need help? And I'm like, no, just leave me alone. Just uh, yeah. I, I got this. I'll, I'll I'll click the little pictures for my bananas all day long. Yeah, and I'm I'm good. It's all, I actually it's all enjoy fun. checking myself out. I mean, that's strong. I do. Why? I don't know. I can I can see how fast I can do it. Or do you race yourself? No, not necessarily. Sometimes I will. Sometimes I I want to see how organized I can be. I can bag it really well. Like the well. fewest bags. Or yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm listening to a podcast, kind of having my own. You you don't need that extra five minutes, like whatever. It's it's no, I'm good. And I'm not sure it even takes more time 
than waiting for somebody to check you out. I mean, they could check us out sooner than we can check ourselves out, but they're I'll, professionals. If too. I have like beer or something where I know I got to do, they got to enter the code. Oh. I'm, I'm getting their attention right off the bat. Hey, can you come do this now? Oh, really? Yeah. Instead of getting blindsided by it, where I get I have to hold up and wait. I either do that first or I do the beer last. Okay, that's fair. Someone says, I appreciate your affinity. As a former Oxford Kroger employee, I appreciate your affinity for the self-checkout. Yeah, I don't understand the people that wait like 25 minutes at peak times for an actual line. Like, I, I, that, that that's a level of something that I, I, I just can't understand. Or what I don't understand is sometimes half of the things are, are closed. The self-checkout's closed. Like, why would you close the self-checkout? Well, now that makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, I'd open all those puppies up. Because what different, like, what what are you what are you worried about? How much theft do you think happens on the self-checkout? Oh, you think there's a lot? I'm asking. I don't know. I mean, I've never, I would, that's not my cup of tea. When I was a little boy, I stole a piece of caramel from the Safeway okay. in Ruston. Yeah. And had to go give it back and apologize in person. And I'll never steal from a grocery store the rest that, of my That broke existence. you right it there. It broke me, no question. You thought, had to give the caramel back. I thought I was going to prison. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, isn't it kind of, isn't it, it, wouldn't it be hard to actually steal and get out? I would think. I mean, I, I mean I'm never going to be the hardened criminal. Like, I remember, and this may be a thing at all grocery stores, and maybe I'm the only idiot that, that, that didn't know this before. Like, I, I know that at some places, when you're, che- when you're not using self-checkout, when you're using just a regular somebody, if somebody walks, about, walks by a checker and is like, have you seen Bob today or something? They mean bottom of basket, meaning somebody might have something on the bottom of the basket that they have not put up on the oh. checkout. Yeah. I know that's a thing at some grocery stores and places. Is if somebody walks by and asks the checker if something about Bob, it's saying, "Hey, you've got something they're not they're 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 not putting up there yet." How about that? Yeah, well, shorthand. It's a whole world, man. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's like because I, I think people should be fine if they don't return their carts back to the, the little thing too. There literally should be like I I, I would rather people oh. get fined for that than speeding. Those people are the worst people. Or leave it in a parking spot. Like, you think you've got one, and they've got the cart they didn't replace just sitting in your parking yeah, spot. Yeah, those are the worst people. I, now, I've told you my theory on this. You can judge the worthiness of a human being by what they do with, by their, shopping what they do with their shopping cart at, at the grocery store. Including somebody being too nice if they run it all the way back up into back into the store or something. Like, it goes all the way across the spectrum a little bit. Probably. But you'd rather have two nice oh, well, yeah, than the yeah. person that just has no regard. Just leave it. Where were we? Uh, oh, Clark, Clark Ford. Ford. Yeah, I'm in the Clark Ford studio, 662-257-1900-662-257-1900. Uh, Corey's got trucks. It's been a while since he's been able to say that he's got trucks, plural. He's got trucks. So uh, get in touch. Uh, things maybe maybe the supply chain beginning to get rolling again, just in time for it to get shut back down again. Um, so if you want a truck, interested in another Ford product, call, get a quote. He'll give you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. And uh, the rest is up to you. We've told you about that for a while. Great service. People at Clark Ford are awesome. You'll love doing business with them as well. 
Uh, Jason Sukamel will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water open today at 5, tomorrow at 5, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Frozen margaritas, frozen daiquiris. My God, as hot as it is, you want frozen anything. I'd even ask for the frozen sandwich at this point. Just just give me ice, please. Uh, all of that's at Rafters uh, on the on the water there at Sardis. And then don't forget Rafters on the Square in Oxford and Rafters, New Albany. Chase and I were talking about this just then when he came in. He got up and ran. Would you say five forty eight this morning? You ran? Yeah, it was like uh, before that. I started before five. I was an idiot. Well, I was getting ready to go at seven thirty, and Jeffrey called, and I took Jeffrey's call, and I talked to Jeffrey for a little while, and then I was like, "Hey, I gotta go. I gotta. If I'm gonna get this thing done, I'm gonna do it." So I ran an hour and two minutes. I finished just before nine. I jumped into the pool with very little on. Mm-hmm. Turned on the water hose by the pool, waited till it got cold, and just poured it on top of me. Drank a water and a Gatorade, another water, took a cold shower, and was still sweating. It's like a thousand degrees outside. I mean, in, in all seriousness, as much as we're kind of joking about it, be careful if you're out. I mean, it's 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 really bad right now. So we don't we don't typically give public services on the on, yeah. the, on the heat, but in all honesty, if you're just even mowing the yard or something, don't be an idiot. I was I had my timer going to go see where where I was, and I was like 56 minutes, and I kind of felt that you know how you get that little cool sensation come over you. It's not good, and that's not no, good. No, 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 that's bad. And um, my stomach was not where I was ups- not where my stomach was upset, but it was I felt it. Yeah, and I thought, man. You were running much further than this. You'd have to stop. Yeah. Uh, we got Jason here in a uh, in a few minutes. Frankly, not a ton of news uh, for once. It's kind of the first day in a week or so that hasn't had a ton of stuff go on between uh, yesterday and uh, and today. I, I saw here somebody asking about Kumar Rocker. The uh, the Mets have said that he did not pass his physical with flying colors. They are um, trying to decide what to do. Deadline obviously getting fairly close here. Look, I, I still expect Kumar Rocker to uh, to sign. I think that unless they really try to lowball him around four million, a little less than that. I talked to a couple people yesterday just out of my own curiosity, and uh, I think he will sign unless it gets below that. Here here's a couple things. Um, the Mets are being cheap. Because frankly, Tommy John doesn't scare anyone off at this point to the point that you don't sign a top ten pick. If you don't sign Kumar Rocker, they would get a compensation pick in next year's draft for the number eleven overall pick. Um, they would, however, lose that money out of their uh, their bonus pool for this year, the amount that could be given to the top ten picks. But um, look, I, I still expect him to sign. I mean, it makes sense for both parties. It it is the Mets being cheap a little bit. It's that him do, having some damage to a certain extent. Um, but look, here's the catch on that: there is damage in every major pitcher's elbow to some extent. It now look is there a line of demarcation that makes it a bigger deal than not than whatever? Sure, no no doubt. I mean, Gunnar Hoagland had some issues coming out of high school in his elbow. Kumar Rocker has issues now coming out of his elbow, but. Any pitcher that is pitched at that level for that period of time is going to have some microscopic issues in their elbow. So there is no such thing as a clean elbow when it comes to a college pitcher at that uh, at that level. But this uh, this is strictly to me. 
I don't even necessarily mind the bargaining and the being whatever, but if, if something goes wrong, it is 100% on the Mets and evidence of what the Mets franchise has been for a good bit of the last uh, the last two decades. I still expect Kumar Rocker to be wherever their high A team is here, uh, here, in, here, here in a few weeks. I think so too. I think they're just playing games. Why you do that with a, one of your a guy that has a chance to be a face of your franchise just is beyond him. me. Just pay him. If he needs the surgery, give him the surgery. This is not complicated. At all. They are not scared off by Tommy John anymore. Anything that you act like you're scared by Tommy John means you're a PR stunt, right? It just now. means it's a year. Yeah. Okay. Because at 11 next year, you're not going to get a better prospect than you got Kumar Rocker at whatever pick they had this year. No. Not a chance and whatever. And you're going to risk letting him hang out for a year? Yeah, I've heard nothing about what actual pods will look like. That part's kind of going quiet. I mean, I, frankly, Neil may be right. I think this thing could just start as divisions for a little while, and then they go from there. I don't know. Is there any scuttlebutt? Not that I've really heard. Not enough to really believe it. Media people making up pods. Because it's easy and clicks. And it's late July. Hey, here's what it could look like. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not... 1,000% convinced there's ever a 16-team league. And that it goes on to 18 or 20 yeah. or 32 before. Yeah. Next I year. mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if you maybe bet, hey, are they ever going to play a 16-team league? I'm like, I think so. But I'm, I mean, are you confident? No, I'm not confident. Are you betting a lot of money on it? I'm absolutely not. No chance. I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of buzz out there. It won't go away. And I've learned in this, you don't ignore that. When everybody keeps talking about Pac-12 being upset, teams in the Pac-12 being upset, when people talk about different teams in the Big Ten being upset, when people talk about teams in the ACC looking around and going, you know, what are we going to do in six years? I I don't know. They look at the amount of money that the everybody gets a little upset when they see the money passing around between the teams that are actually in these conferences. Yeah, that's part of what's happening. Hey, I'm pretty pissed off. Yeah, I'm upset. Well, they look at the numbers that the SEC schools are going to make. Hey, how are we going to make that? Well, right now we have no plan to make that. You're not is the question. And so some of these schools that think, well, we're big enough to make that right. Because it's up to the schools to find landing spots in one of these two conferences, the Big Ten or the SEC, because smart of the problems, everybody goes, well, I mean, the Pac-12 will grab so-and-so and and the ACC will grab so-and-so. Well, if if there were not, I guess my point here is there aren't schools to increase and to create that type of revenue. You can't just add whomever and suddenly make $57 million a year or whatever the number is. I mean, mean, the Pac-12 doesn't go, hey, we've got Texas Tech, now pay me SEC money. No. It doesn't work like that. Well, that's that. why when people keep doing this thing about, what do you think about adding these, this, 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 I'm like, you're not listening. Things leak for a reason, Chase. Why did that leak yesterday about the SEC and the way that the pie works? Mm-hmm. About how it's all pro rata. Why do you, yeah. I mean, stop everybody for a minute and think, hmm, that leaked yesterday. wonder why. Well, reason one is the Pac-12 was meeting that day. Reason two is that some schools have inquired. And the SEC kind of leaked it to some media. Hey, here's how our deal's structured, just so you know. So you're right when you talk about the pie. 
It's a really big pie, lots of green filling. But what we can do is we can make the pie bigger. Yeah. So if your portion of it is... If we invite SC to the picnic, suddenly there's more pie. If we invite SC to the picnic, we're not going to run out of burgers. We have yeah. new burgers that show up. As long as ESPN's like, yeah, yeah, they can come to the picnic. Yeah. Yeah. The grill's big enough. That leaked yesterday for a reason. It's all leaked for a reason. It wasn't just happenstance. The Houston Chronicle went five minutes before Jimbo was up on the podium. It's when you watch, like, okay, the NBA draft is tomorrow. Because you know somebody on a message board for him goes, God, how unlucky were we? <laughs> we were right there when this broke. <laughs> the NBA draft is tomorrow night. It's one on one, by the way. Okay, the NBA, the uh, the uh, Major League Baseball, you know, I'm about to call it Major League Baseball trade deadline is is Friday. Watch the leaks. The leaks happen for a reason. It's usually not just the enterprise reporter stumbling on something. You have connections, and someone leaks something to you. Neil calling Jason Sukumel of OrangeBloods.com here uh, currently. Yep. We got a lot of props on Kerry yesterday. That was, that was, yeah, that was the of, most we've had for a guest in a while. A lot of pressure on uh, Jason here. Is he, is he aware of that? I told him that Kerry was on. I didn't I didn't tell him, hey, you've got pressure coming your way, but okay. I think he probably knows. He probably likes Dr. Pepper. We could find out. He's from Texas. How often in your radio days did the person not answer? Most frequent. Was it pretty frequent? Hey, Neil. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. You're on uh, live with Chase and myself, Jason Sukumel, OrangeBloods.com, here on uh, on the big podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm, how are you? Guys? Hey, Chase. How are you doing, man? Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, I'm good, Jason. You know, we were just uh, we were just talking. You, no, no pressure or anything, but you know, Kerry got a lot of compliments yesterday. Everybody was really kind of <laughs> raving about him. So, oh, you know, I've kind of up your game a little today. Gonna have to yeah, I'll try to hold up my end of the bargain. Yeah, so. but we'll, Murdoch's an old pro at this, though. So we'll start with uh, where we started with him. What What are your thoughts on Doctor Pepper? He, he was hating on Doctor Pepper yesterday. <laughs> he was, well, good because I'm. Yeah, hopefully, those were the compliments came in because I am not a okay. uh, Doctor Pepper fan. I've got. Uh, daughters who drink that stuff religiously, but I've just never been a fan. Give me an old, good old fashioned Coca Cola for me. Okay, fair enough. So uh, we'll stick with the same pattern that we had yesterday. Take us through your last Wednesday uh, about a week ago. What was, how prepared for that were you? How much of that had you heard? Were you completely taken, taken back? Were you shocked? And then what was sort of the reaction on uh, on your site from Texas fans? Yeah. Uh, to answer the the first part of that, I was completely taken back by it, and that's honestly that's one of the the bigger surprises to me is how quiet everybody was able to keep this. And you know, I don't think it was any coincidence that it leaked. Lost in there for a second. Chronicle. Oh, there he is. There he is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You don't think it's a coincidence? We lost you for a second. The Oxford Exxon Podcast brought to you by 7 South Tailgating. Kyle Thornton and the people at 7 South have been with us for a while, and the Grove will be back open and full capacity this fall. The team at 7 South Tailgating will be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. It's your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. They provide a level of service that's unlike any other. Their team's passionate about serving fellow Rebels, and it shows 
So if you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. To lock in a tailgating package for this fall, you can visit their site, 7southtailgating.com, and submit a request. Or you can feel free to call them directly at 662-321-1682. Also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. Game Changer Patch Company developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. It's the only two-patch system available on the market. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. Need to get in touch with them. I use this during my vacation. Uh, some of the drinking on the beach, you'll be glad that you did it. It absolutely works. So get in touch with them, GameChangerPatch.com, GameChangerPatch.com. Enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your order. Also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC. Uh, Clay McNutt and the folks there in Baldwin, Mississippi, have been running ACS since 2013. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or 662-601-4381. Be a part of history this summer with the Oxford Park Commission. They're hosting their first fall volleyball league for girls October through November. The leagues are open for ages 9 to 14. The cost is $50 per player. Go to OxfordParkCommission.com today to find out additional information or to sign up. And girls cheerleading, sisters, you can cheer on uh, the brothers during Oxford Park Commission's youth flag football this fall. Cheerleading is one of the new offerings for girls ages 7 to 14. OxfordParkCommission.com, two cheer seasons, one for football, one for basketball. The cost is $50. Also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell, or Ole Miss graduates, they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlight is on the village at Madison, 60,000 square feet of retail, restaurant, and professional office space along with roughly 75 zero-lot-line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. It's uh, located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street in Madison, Mississippi. You really need to check that out. So to learn more, get in touch with Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Get in touch with them today. Visit uh, their website and uh, check out their virtual tailor. You can be measured and design your own jeans in just a couple minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure you're looking great for the first kick of football season in September. You can get 10% off your purchase by using Rebel Grove at BlueDeltaJeans.com or in the Oxford studio. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, and more, it's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Comer Heating and Air has been serving you for more than 50 years in um 
professional HVAC experience here in the Oxford, Tupelo, and surrounding areas. 662-801-1777. If you're having uh, cooling issues or you just want to make sure your uh, unit is in tip-top shape, 662-801-1777. And we're brought to you by the College Corner, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. Also, collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. All right. I'm going to try to reconnect, don't you think? Yeah, sure. Why not? Wait a minute. I'll get him back on. It happens. Yeah, we we don't have a ton of... uh... My mother used to drink tab way back in the day. I don't know if I've. It, it tastes kind of like flat soda, right? Doesn't. I haven't tab. had a tab since I was ten years old. Well, I mean. You there with us? Yeah, you okay? Yeah, it's better. We just we lost you there. Sorry. Can you hear us, Jason? Don't think we have the best connection in the world. Um, I don't even know. You, you, there he is. I'm going to go to a, a different part of my home, and hopefully, I can hear you a little bit. Okay, yeah, you're, you're starting to sound better already. We just you, we completely lost you there for a few seconds. You hear me now, Neil? Yeah, we hear you. But there's an accusation that Texags is breaking up your phone line, so that, and that's certainly possible. No, I, I don't think it's Texags, but I wouldn't put it. Can you Skype his actual number in this system? Yeah, I'll I'll Skype it. Uh, text him and tell him that's what I'm doing. Okay. You're getting kind of the sausage-made version of what's going on at the moment? Yep, it happens. Let's see... Hopefully he has the same number. You're saying to Skype the actual number, is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. That way it takes the internet off his side. We try, Chet. We really try to please you every day. We're doing this. We could get Ross on, do a little three-way. I could get Andy Kennedy on right now and make Chet really happy. Good. Chase. Yeah, I think we, we 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 took we took the internet off your side now, so I think we're good. We just called the regular number. So, okay, can you hear me then? Yeah, yeah we're all good. good now. So. so you were you were talking about um you were talking about just kind of how you found out you were shocked and then go from there. We lost you completely. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what's going on in my reception here, but uh, not off to a great start. But yeah, yeah, I was caught by surprise. I think pretty much all of us around here were. You know the. The news broke on the from the Houston Chronicle. It was an A and M kind of beat reporter for the Houston Chronicle that broke uh, the story on Wednesday. And of course, it comes out right as uh, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A and M are about to take the podium at SEC Media Day. So, the timing of of all that I don't think was a coincidence by any means. I don't think who broke the story was a coincidence by any mean by any means. But it was. 
I mean, for lack of a better description, it kind of caught everybody around here with our pants down because nobody I know, even after the fact, I haven't talked to anybody. Usually people will come out and say, oh, yeah, I kind of had heard some rumblings about this or I'd heard that was a possibility. But, I mean, this, I think, caught everybody completely uh, off guard. And like you said, it was last Wednesday, one week ago. It sure feels feels like it's been months, but uh, the story first broke. But, yeah, it was a completely unexpected um, I think we're all still kind of trying to wrap our heads around it and obviously trying to figure out you know, where it's going to go from here, how quickly are things going to move. But uh, huge storyline, and one of the bigger surprises to me in this whole thing is just how Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC and everybody just kept it under wraps and kept the story from leaking until, like I said, at the very last minute. And I, I don't think the way it leaked was any coincidence by any means. Yeah, Greg Sinke proving to be quite the assassin uh, uh, over the last uh, few weeks and months. Um, all right, so the, the SEC presidents are going to meet tomorrow, and they're going to uh, give it the fourteen nothing or thirteen to one vote. It'll be fourteen to nothing, um, and then Texas is going to meet their board of trustees or supervisors or regents or whatever they call it. Oklahoma's people are going to do the same thing. What do you anticipate from there? How quickly, in your opinion, what are you hearing there in Austin about how quickly Texas and Oklahoma are actually in the SEC? That's the million-dollar question that nobody seems to have uh, a clear answer for. Like you said, SEC will meet Thursday. Texas and Oklahoma will meet Friday. I think everybody's just going to kind of rubber rubber stamp this, and it'll get approved on both sides very quickly. You know, there's so much red tape that needs to be figured out in terms of TV contracts and money owed to the schools. And if they leave early, you know, where's that where's that money going to come from to to pay those debts, so to speak? But my best guess and Oklahoma's last year in the Big 12. I I think it's going to be 2022. We've heard that Texas has the money to you know, pay off whatever they need to pay off. If they leave you know, their TV rights with the big 12 don't end until 2025. We've heard Texas has the money. They'll, they'll ante up the money to cover that debt. Um, they're willing to forego the Longhorn network. We've been told if that's what's absolutely necessary, that's $15 million a year. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be 2022. And I think if you're, but we're hearing about Texas and Oklahoma, they're hoping that essentially the big 12 is going to dissolve before, like I said, their, their current contract with, uh, with Fox Sports is up to, in 2025, but if Texas and Oklahoma, if everything goes through like we fully expect it to, everybody does this week, they're kind of hoping the Big 12 dissolves pretty quickly after that where some of this TV contract stuff isn't a an issue. I mean, I think worst case scenario or slowest case scenario, you're talking 2025, but I don't, I don't really think, think that's a realistic option. Everybody kind of, we're kind of talking to you down here and nobody seems to know for sure, but the general vibe seems to be 2022. So this might be Texas's last year in the Big 12, which will make for some pretty interesting road trips uh, in, the, in the fall. In Texas, you know, they've got to go to Waco. Uh, they've got to go to TCU. They go to Iowa State. Iowa State will have a good team this year. You know, hopefully they don't have to go to Lubbock. Those are – most Texas fans would tell you those are probably the worst uh, fans in the conference in terms of – uh, when Texas hits the road, but you know, I've made the joke. Hey, these these Texas players may want to wear Kevlar vests under their shoulder pads when they hit the road because, I mean, if if it's true that the conference does dissolve, if the Big Twelve does dissolve after this year, which again, that's what I'm expecting. 
you know, there's a lot of those teams I just mentioned are going to be scrambling to find some of them land. Yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I want to get to some other things, but I have to ask you because you've covered that league for a while and you're familiar with all those programs. What what do you see happening with what's left of, of the league, those those other eight teams? Yeah, well, I don't think anybody knows. I don't think we've heard, I've read reports that Texas Tech has talked to the Pac-12 and some of these other schools have put in calls. You know, you hear about Kansas and the Big Ten possibly, but – who even knows if the Big Ten and what's going to happen with the Big Ten and the Pac-12? You know, Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, kind of said this week about he, he said, "Hey, they're they're still committed to the eight schools that are remaining." And you know, well, that sounds well and good, but I mean, a conference that's headed up by Oklahoma State and Texas Tech and TCU and you know, Baylor just did win a basketball national championship. But there's no long-term solution for for a, a Big 12 conference without Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, I've heard speculation: Hey, they could go out and try to get you know, the Houstons of the world and maybe try to still form their conference, but that's just not going to hold up against, you know, what the SEC is building and whatever happens with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and uh, the ACC. So, you know, where those schools – no, I mean, I that's one of the, you know, kind of the, the side of this that people don't think about. I mean, Texas fans, listen, unanimously are thrilled and excited about what's going on, but – you know, you stay, take a step back and you look at kind of the traditions and the rivalries with some of these other schools. I don't know what happens to a Baylor. I don't know what happens to a TCU if they try to go to the Mountain West or something like that. You know, what's a school like Kansas State going to do? I mean, there's – I can't imagine anybody's – with all due respect to Kansas State, nobody's going to be beating down the door to get a school like Kansas State into their conference. Or, you know, Iowa State may have a shot with the Big Ten. I don't know. So – um, you know, I don't know. Those those schools, I know, are less scrambling. There's a lot of animosity against Texas and Oklahoma, as, as a, what I think is certainly understandable. But, you know, those schools, I don't think there's a true answer for that right now. I think those schools are going to be scrambling, and frankly, they're probably going to have to take whatever whatever they can get, and it may not be the best of options for them. Yeah, I mean, it's about adding Houston and stuff. There's no sex appeal to that whatsoever. I mean, there's nothing about that that's appealing to TV people. It's it's. I was. I was talking to Carrie. You're about, basically becoming the Mountain West of the of the state of Texas, almost. Yeah. I mean, if, even if that. Yeah. It, it's. If yeah, really, probably. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Carrie. There was a list yesterday that was done. I can't remember who did it. I, I, I've sent it to myself somewhere, but it's it's lost in the ether. It was about the top ten or top twenty Big Twelve television events um, over the last. I want to say it was five six years, and all but one. Literally all but one involved Texas or Oklahoma, and most of them involved Texas and Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, I think it was Ohio State TCU in 2018 was got a, a huge number and, um, you know, had a national splash from a rating standpoint where, you know, TVs were on and, and, and it um, registered in a lot of markets. But other than that, it was Texas playing someone or Oklahoma playing someone. And as I said, it was Texas and Oklahoma playing each other and, Outside of those two teams, there's just nothing in that league that has any appeal, and that's why I'm. I got to be honest. I'm surprised it took as long as it did for us to get to this place. We we've talked about this on this show. I think you and I've talked about this before. I've always just thought Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC was going to happen at the end of the 2025 season. I just figured that's when it would happen. But I would always say, you know, once you get to a place where you know that the divorce is coming, you usually don't stay together that much longer, and. Here, here we are. 
You talked about the fans being excited. What impact is this going to have on on the Texas program? Obviously, they're going to step up, step up in competition quite a bit, um, but they're with Sarkeesian. They're trying to recruit at a really high level. All of that stuff. What's been the reaction inside the the program about what's coming? Well, I think everybody's excited based on the people we've talked to. You know, everybody's still pretty mum about it, uh, obviously, until things are finalized. But if you just kind of talk to people and get the scuttlebutt inside the the football program, certainly everybody's excited. They feel like uh, this will increase their chances to be competitive, and certainly in the recruiting world. I mean, this is uh, some ammunition that Texas can use. You mentioned Sarkeesian and the new staff trying to recruit at a pretty high level. I mean, this is recruiting in the Big 12 has been a hurdle. I mean, and I think Tom Herman and his staff and Charlie Strong, even before them, if you were to talk to those guys off the record, they would tell you, hey, it's been, it was a hurdle recruiting in the Big 12 for whatever reason, offensive linemen and defensive linemen in particular. You know, they just, those guys. So I think there's excitement in the Texas program. Um, Open competition. So, hey, this is, I mean, this is a Texas program that hasn't won a Big 12 championship in more than a decade. They've only won three in the history of the Big 12. They haven't even played in that many Big 12 championships. They weren't favored to play. They're not favored to play in the Big 12 championship this year. Most people are picking an Oklahoma-Iowa State battle, and I'm not saying Texas can't get there this year, but, you know, this is a Texas program that everybody knows is a sleeping giant, and Sometimes Texas fans tend to forget the sleeping part of that. Okay, they they, they really I mean Texas is still a giant, but it's a giant that's been asleep for a while. So, uh, you know, I think Texas under Steve Sarkeesian needs to start off this season, the first season. They got to start strong. They can't can't come out and go you know six and six this year, and then you're entering SEC play with very little momentum. And if you're not competitive in the SEC, boy, the wheels could then fall off pretty quickly. So. You know, this is a big year for Texas, but I think everybody's excited. I mentioned the fans are excited. Even the, you know, the old throwback fans who still remember the days of the Southwest Conference and still kind of remember those days. Finally, I haven't talked to a single person. I haven't seen a single person on our website, on our message board, that isn't just over the moon about this move to the SEC. But, you know, I've heard some, and that's that's the local feel in Austin. But you hear some national people saying, hey, be careful what you wish for, man. It's you know, it's tough sledding in the SEC, and I think Texas fans need to remember that aspect. That I, I wrote a column this week, just kind of talked to a bunch of recruits, and uh, everybody's really excited. All these recruits are excited. They're saying, I mean, the SEC, I'm going to Texas, and, you know, that's all well and good, but you've got to, Texas has to hold up its end of the bargain in terms of playing well on the field. If you go to the SEC and you're not able to match up and you're a, a bottom feeder in that conference, that's going to be a tough hole to dig out of. So everybody's excited. I think everybody in the football department, you know, if you probably went, you know, office to office and asked them you know, door to door and said, Hey, what are your feelings? I don't think you'd hear a negative word about it, but you know, Texas does have to up its game on the field or frankly, you know, a lot of the stuff is not going to matter. Texas A&M obviously is past Texas for right now, at least. When you look at it and you're inside that state, how far behind A&M is Texas in terms of talent, in terms of where the program is, in terms of uh, you know recruiting prowess inside the state? Is it is it close at all, or do the Longhorns have a lot of ground to make up? No, I think it's close, and it's it's funny to hear that because I think 
you know, most Texas fans would probably say, oh, we're not behind a <laughs> you know, but I mean, if you're looking at it objectively, you know, what Jimbo Fisher did last year, they finished uh, top five in the country. They've had, I think, consecutive recruiting classes that have ranked right around that top five. Texas A&M has, yeah. you know, I mean, if you're an objective Texas fan, you have to be able to admit, hey, A&M is out in front right now and Texas is playing catch up. Um, I think there's reason for optimism. I mean, with Steve Sarkeesian, I think Texas needed a coaching change. Tom Herman obviously wasn't getting the job done on the field consistently. Texas wasn't recruiting uh, terribly well in Herman's last couple of years. Now, where there is hope you know, and reason for optimism for Texas is that Tom Herman's first two years, Texas had those top five recruiting classes. So there is talent on the roster, and it's, it should be upperclassmen talent, but this is a Texas team that's going to be breaking in a new quarterback this year. Um, they're going to have a young offensive line. They've got a lot of holes they're having to fill on defense. I mean, it's it's not a Texas roster. In fact, it had two uh, first team projected first team All Big Twelve members on this Texas roster. So it's this is not a, a Texas team that's just litter, littered with you know first round talent or high high end talent all over the field. So. Um, there's ground to be made up. I think it can happen pretty quickly. I mean, it, it just takes – I wouldn't even say one – I was going to say it, t- it takes one good season for Texas to kind of catch lightning in a bottle. Texas is that kind of program. They turn in a good season, go to the Big 12 championship game, things can take off. I don't even know that they need – under uh, Coach Sark, I don't know that they need one good season. If they start the season off this year with wins – against you know they go up to arkansas that's not going to be an easy game they uh, obviously play oklahoma in october i mean if texas can start the season four and oh which is going to be a, a tough chore but if they can do that this is a texas program again it's a sleeping giant that i think that can wake up pretty quickly and, and snap out of the slumber pretty quickly but you know hey the proof's in the pudding man i mean everybody looks at this thing and says hey can texas start the season going four and oh they've got a good pretty good louisiana team that was you know a lot of t- people have ranked in the top 20 coming uh, to Austin to start the season. They it's go Louisiana to Arkansas. Lafayette. Uh, Jason, it's Louisiana Lafayette. It's, it's not Louisiana. It's Louisiana Lafayette. you got to get it right. You're speaking to a ULM alum I mean, over here, so he gets a little I mean, If we're talking about the University of Louisiana, we're going to have to have a debate. So, I mean, it, it's just Louisiana <laughs> Lafayette. Just let it be. The Oxford Exxon Podcast is brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle is also home to the Pinnacle Trust 401k advisory services team they'll conduct a complimentary no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan mention that you heard about pinnacle trust in the oxford exxon podcast they'll be uh make it worth your while that you did we're also brought to you by john edwards regency travel incorporated in memphis john's part of virtuoso worldwide network of travel partners allows him to supply his clients with added values unique benefits simply not available to other travelers it's a lot of great sports travel packages out there right now. The uh, 2022 World Cup in Qatar, the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles in February, all of those trips, trip packages that uh, John and the people there at Regency Travel can put together for you. Just get in touch with them. Give them a budget. Give them some parameters. They'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. 901. 901- 494-3387 or J Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off the first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned 
Nissan vehicles, GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can get in touch with her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail, the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment, dump, and gooseneck trailers being built today. They also have Hallmark Cargo Trailers, one of the most quality cargo trailers on the market. They can even work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, Alpha has spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. They also do all types of truck accessories, and uh, listeners can get 10% off a yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full service shop. They repair all types of trailers, concession, horse, utility, enclosed, gooseneck, RV, and more. 601-932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com. And uh, make sure you tell them you heard about Alpha on the MPW Digital Network of Podcasts. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. The Rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet in Jackson. Let him help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Just give Joey a call or a text on his cell, 662-571-2367. Tell him what you're looking for. Stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting. Let him earn your business. And with any purchased vehicle, just mention the Oxford Exxon podcast or the Soft Verbal podcast, and you get a $50 gas card. Well, okay, Louisiana Lafayette, we'll there go with that. Go. But yeah, so, and, and that's a good program. Listen, I mean, people, I think Texas fans are taking that game for granted. And listen, te- Texas fans, and anybody outside of Austin probably knows this, Texas fans take us, tend to take a lot of things for granted. I said it. I keep using the term sleeping giant, but it is. It's it's a, ter- a program that's been pretty mediocre for a long time. Now, I'm talking about, hey, can Texas start the season 4-0? and And then I you mentioned the Oklahoma game in early October. You know, I think it's just as likely this Texas team starts 2-2 two and two as it does starts 4-0. and oh. I mean, 1-3 and three isn't out of the question even for this Texas team. So, you know, back to your original point, they are behind A&M. I think they can catch up quickly but they've got to start showing some kind of progress on the field. And it's kind of like with recruiting. I cover recruiting pretty heavily, and these Texas fans are getting kind of frustrated in recruiting because they've missed out on a couple guys. They lost on a couple offensive linemen who committed to Oregon, guys who were top, top Texas targets that they, they really wanted, and they ended up committing to Oregon. This was back in uh, early July. And Texas fans on our website are having a hard time comprehending that. Like how is Texas losing Texas kids, kids from the state of Texas to Oregon? And my answer to that is, Hey guys, Texas really hasn't been what you all think they are 
for most of these kids' lives. I mean, th- these kids haven't seen Texas win a, a conference championship since they were barely in grade school. And frankly, a lot of kids in the state of Texas, a lot of recruits, I mean, Texas is always going to get on, on recruits' radars, but recruits are kind of done giving Texas the benefit of the doubt. Okay. And Tom Herman got that in her first couple of years. Charlie Strong got it when he, his first couple of years. Steve Sarkeesian and his staff really aren't getting that benefit of the doubt. Now they're recruiting well, but when these recruits look at it and say, hey, I've got A&M who they proved it last year. I've got Oklahoma doing what Oklahoma does. And uh, LSU, you know, had a national championship a couple of years in Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, recruit the state pretty heavily so there's a lot of attractive options out there you know i think texas can get this thing on the rails but bottom line is man sark's got to do with tom herman and charlie strong weren't able to do he's got to take that talent they were they've recruited well the talent supposedly should be there if you're basing it off the recruiting numbers he's got to find a way to maximize that talent and do what tom herman and strong didn't do and produce consistent wins with this group Last thing, what are you hearing about Arch Manning at, uh, in Austin and how, if at all, does Texas joining the SEC impact that recruiting, in your opinion? Uh, you know, that's funny. With Arch, you can talk to as many sources in Austin as you want. And nobody wants to say much about Arch. I think everybody's so guarded on that one. Um, I can tell you kind of what I've – now, Arch is going to be at Ole Miss this weekend, correct? Uh, he was here Monday. It was like, okay, he's already been there. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. What am I, yeah. Okay. That's of course I saw that on Twitter, but, um, you know, he did visit Texas in June. Um, obviously he's been to, you know, Clemson, a couple other places. I would say there's a quiet confidence in Austin. There's just a lot of pieces that seem to fit, uh, with, I mean, Texas doesn't have a stacked quarterback depth chart. They've got a good one committed in this 2022 class. Malik Murphy's a quarterback out of California, but, He's kind of what I would call a developmental prospect. He's got the tools, but I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to scare Arch Manning away. Um, they don't have an established depth chart. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, I think, is going to be an attractive draw. We've heard the family really likes you know, Sark's uh, reputation as an offensive mind, of course. you know, Back in the day, some people will tell you that Eli Manning almost wound up at Texas. They ended up getting Chris Sims in that same class, so uh, that one kind of fell apart. So I think I think there's a, a confidence in, in, in Texas. You know, he's really the quarterback in that class that Texas is actively recruiting. Um, but listen, I mean, you got Ole Miss. Obviously, he's going to play be a player there. Alabama, Clemson. You know, I mean, this is going to be a real dogfight. But I think Texas feels pretty good about its position right now. Uh, but I don't think anybody truly knows. You know, I mean, you, you all know it as well as anybody. I mean, Arch they're good at playing the game. They're not going to tip their hand too much. You know, everybody I talk to just says, Hey, it's kind of a guessing game right now. I mean, you try to read the tea leaves as much as you can, but getting him on campus was a big deal. You know, we did hear kind of behind this, uh, from people close to ours that they really enjoyed their time in Austin. It was a two day visit. They were in Austin for the entire weekend. So I think there's still some moving parts in that one. You know, Texas is still chasing some, some heavy hitters in the 2022 class that could, uh, potentially impact Arch's thinking. You know, I think Texas feels pretty confident there. I wouldn't say anybody in the UT football offices or anywhere else is going to say, hey, Texas is an outright leader for Arch Manning. But I do feel like Texas is in striking distance, and I think the staff feels the same way. Jason, really appreciate the time. Hope to talk to you again soon. 
Okay, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. Be good. That was Jason Sukumel, orangebloods.com, part of the Rivals Network. Texas in a weird spot, frankly, joining the league a little bit because um, their actual team is not up to par to do what their program expects, what their donors expect. I mean, just like the Big 12, except even worse, because in some ways, in the Big 12, they were almost able to not, not hide or avoid or anything like that, but you could kind of have so many off weeks where you're just going to win games because of who you're playing, and that mm-hmm. schedule's not as deep to where the floor was higher than maybe the talent level on Texas or the production or whatever you want to call it justified a little bit. And not to have like, a, oh, well, the SEC is whatever, but the SEC is for damn sure deeper than the Big 12. You get in the you get in the West and you get that division role in a certain way. Texas doesn't get those kind of off weeks a little bit. There isn't the Kansas if the schedule goes a certain way. I I think that I think there might be a little early unrest there whenever Texas joins the league more than maybe we uh, or maybe more than they're anticipating. It, it could it could it could make for some pretty high comedy a little bit because frankly their 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 team right now is just very very average. I mean it's not much more than that, and I I think it I think it's going to create some perception reality issues potentially in this league. So I'm pulling up Texas's schedule this year. I mean you talk about a culture shock coming their way. Yeah. Uh, I, I Jason mentioned they open with Louisiana Lafayette. They have an eighty nine point one percent chance of winning that game according to ESPN FPI and. Boy, that feels high, doesn't it? Because Napier's got a good team. They go to Arkansas. I mean, Napier s- knocked off, was it Iowa State last year? Yeah. 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 Uh, at Arkansas, they have a 70.6% chance of winning there. And frankly, I think that's high. They get Rice and then Texas Tech at TCU, Oklahoma and Dallas, Oklahoma State, Baylor, at Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, Kansas State. ESPN has them going 10-2. and two. Gives them a 0.4% chance of going undefeated, a 13.6% chance of winning the, the, the uh, Big 12. There's a bunch of toss-up games. I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean if you told me they struck, they struck gold and went 10-2, and two, I wouldn't be stunned. The toss-up games, anything from 40 to 60, is uh, TCU and West Virginia. And then gives them two losses. Yeah, we give them two losses. They they have a 28.2% chance of beating Oklahoma, 42.7% chance of beating Iowa State. Okay. That schedule's a cupcake compared to whatever they get in the SEC. That's my point. I mean... Where you get... Texas A&M, well, and LSU. Well, you get beat up on back-to-back weeks, too. Like it's the you, part that you, nobody gets. Yeah, you get the you get the breather and whatever, but you could get that bad three-week stretch in the SEC where it's Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and you're like, God, like you get done with it, and then all of a sudden you lose the state or Tennessee or somebody because you're all beat to hell. I mean, it just... Well, you look at, look at Ole Miss, for example. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss has that stretch in October where they play LSU at home, where I think there's a decent chance Ole Miss is 5-1 and one with LSU coming here. And it's just a circus. Yeah. They retire Eli's number and Arch is here. bonkers of a week. The whole deal, and you go bonkers. And I think you could win. Yeah, sure. And then you turn around on Sunday morning, and you're like, hey, we got to go to Auburn in six days. Yeah. 
that's what you don't get in that league. Mm-hmm. That you get in this league all the damn time. Like LSU's got this stretch where they've got and Chris Landry says they're going to win them all easy, but they've got this stretch where it's Florida, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Auburn. I don't think I have that in the exact order, but it's just boom, 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 boom. And I mean, like when when LSU goes to Kentucky, I think there's a real chance Kentucky's four zero. What what do you think Lexington will be like that day if that happened? Crazy. You go up there to be nuts. And then a week later, you got Florida, who's, in, in my scenario, kind of licking their wounds from mm-hmm. losing to Kentucky, and they're pissed off, and they hate LSU anyway. Then you have the aforementioned game in Oxford. Then you turn around, and you come home, and here comes somebody. Yeah, That's the league. I mean, if I told you Ole Miss beats LSU at home and then is kind of flat and can't get up for Auburn and loses to Auburn, are you not even a little surprised? You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's the SEC. That's what you don't get in the Big 12. I think I would be willing to take ULL plus 10 in Austin. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Give me 10, I'll take it. I mean, Napier's doing a really good job there. I mean, all the ULL jokes aside. I mean, he – I don't know if he's being smart, not smart. I don't know. That's up for somebody else to decide. But he is very confident he can continue winning to stay on the top of the list for whenever he does want to take a jump out of that place. And here's here's the novel thing. I think he's pretty happy. He making is. money. He's making right. a little over two. I mean, in Lafayette. In Lafayette, Louisiana. He live wherever you want. All the job security he could ever want. It's not a terrible place to live. It's mm-hmm. hotter than hell, but. It's a swamp. It is a swamp. But, you know, there's players. LSU can't get them all. And you and you rule that second tier. You're going to get the kid over Monroe. You're going to get the kid over whomever. Of course. I mean, you, yeah. Yeah. You might lose one to La Tech occasionally. But. And it'll be a great transfer destination. The kid that goes to LSU and realizes, hey, I'm not quite good enough to play like I thought. Be happy to go to La But I can come to Lafayette and be the number one wide receiver. Yeah. They'll get kids like that in spades. Mm-hmm. Kid that starts his career at Mississippi State, doesn't quite work out. He's the fourth linebacker there, but he's the second linebacker at ULL. Yeah. Completely off topic. Did you see uh you see any update on Bob Odenkirk today? Was anything? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. You missed him? Yeah. Uh Bob Odenkirk, Saul, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. He collapsed on set last night, and we've seen literally no medical updates really? whatsoever since then. Yeah, he was filming season six of Better Call Saul. Sometime last night, I'm not sure exactly what time, and he collapsed on set. They had to bring an ambulance in to get him, and there's been literally no public update to his condition. Oh, wow. Brian Cranston this morning just simply said that he was still receiving medical attention and that nothing was public. So, But I, it, it's so weird to me because these things always leak on whatever's going on and what's wrong, and, I mean, nothing. It is stone silent. I mean, TMZ is like quoting Instagram post. That's not what TMZ does. So they can't get anything, no. which is probably not a good sign. They broke the news yesterday when it happened, but there have been zero updates as to what's wrong, how, nothing. And the dude was in like, here recently, was in the best shape of his life because he, like he was like an action star in a movie within the last year or so. I mean, he, he had really gotten kind of ripped and fit. But I know nothing about what his, his deal is. No, I've not heard anything about that. I don't know. I don't keep up with TMZ as much as you. 
can't I mean, say I keep up with TMZ very often, but uh, <laughs> they still have like that 30-minute TV show on at night where they like run through all the stuff. I don't know. Corolla told me, like when he told me, you know, just me, <laughs> he, uh, he he used to have on his podcast that he would jump rope during TMZ. Was like he, like he loved like the mindless, stupid 30-minute entertainment, and yeah. that's when he would like get his workout in, and he would like jump rope for that 30 minutes or, or, or whatever. How much Corolla do you listen to? Not as much now. Yeah. Um, I, it it really depends on what else I've got in the podcast chamber, because I know it's always there if I need it. I mm-hmm. will, but I've gotten bad about because I, I guess we got a little podcast rabbit hole. Since he got hooked up with Podcast One, I feel like he's doing a lot more promotional interviews with other people that are on Podcast One, Yeah, and they don't really interest me very much. So I found myself reading the info a whole lot more about, hey, do I want to do this? Like, okay, they're they're doing the Rotten Tomatoes game, so let me click over there, and I'll listen to the 20 minutes for the Rotten Tomatoes game, and then I'll listen to his monologue, kind of open the show, and I'll kind of click around. So if I know I'm doing something where I need a longer podcast, I'll still listen, but I'm nowhere near the daily dedicated listener that I was a year or two years ago. And I, I think it's because I don't like his guest. I Frankly, I'd rather just him talk. When he starts getting a little too guest-centric, I start losing interest. That's why I like Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. I'll listen to That's hi- just him and Gary Ghost. Yeah, I listen to him and Dr. Drew. And I like it when he just talks. Because I catch myself agreeing with Corolla a lot or I'm intrigued by Corolla's thoughts sure. a yeah, lot. Yeah. Edmund will make you think. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's thought provoking, which is what you want. I've been listening to 1865 season two. Oh, there's a season two. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing now? Focuses on Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. It's really good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's amazing how history repeats itself. Oh, correlations between to the average person grant's still known more as general not president right Ooh, that's a good question i don't know i've never really asked the average person so ulysses s grant what do you think but i feel um, like so i feel like i would say like if, if we're doing word association and they said ulysses s grant i think i would say general not president. he's a two-term president yeah but I, I i i don't think that would be my answer maybe i'm weird one of the most underrated americans grant grant for sure I mean, nobody ever talks about is he Grant. Underrated? Yeah, because people always do like they Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln. Oh man, Grant probably belongs in that category. In that pantheon. Yeah, for sure. So ten Americans you're th- you're considering Ulysses S. Grant? Yes. Five. In the mix. That impactful. For sure. Held the country together. As president, yeah. As president, sure. Yeah, in many ways, finished the job that Abraham Lincoln was started. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because I don't think, and you probably scold me on this one. It's when I, I don't, I think, I don't think I listened to to the uh, Wicked Game with him. I don't think I did, because I was skipping around. I wasn't going all the way through the anthology like you did. So they added it as a bonus to eighteen sixty five season two. Okay. And made it fit, and it was really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like when I was working in Birmingham in media days, I had that on in my on my. That's what you were listening to? in the hotel when I was writing. Yeah, I had sure. that on. Yeah, okay. I'm super weird. I mean, I just get weirder by the day, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. I listened to it all the way to Birmingham. It was really good. 
how many episodes? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm halfway through it, I think. says <laughs> you take him for granted. <laughs> Do what? You take him for granted. I don't I can't list the presidents in order, can you? There was a day that I could, oh, but God, I can't no. I can't anymore. I'm not even sure how far I could get going reverse. I mean like I Oh see. Let me see if I can do it. Let me pull it up, see if you're right. All right. I mean, what else are we doing? It's the season has not gotten here yet, guys. This is this is prime. Well, you said you really wanted to get into this uh, Simone Bowles Biles thing. You really know. wanted to dive into that. I have zero interest. No, I refuse to talk about it. <laughs> All right, so it's Biden in reverse order. In reverse order: Biden, Trump, yeah. Obama, yep, Bush, yeah, Clinton, Bush. I mean, I, have, I'm, I don't expect you to lose yet. So uh, Reagan, yep, Ford, nope. Okay, I'll beat you then. I'm still going. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Reagan, Carter, yeah. Ford, yep. Nixon, yep. Johnson, yep. Kennedy, yep. Eisenhower, yep. Truman, correct. I wouldn't have lost yet. I'm, I would still be going right now. Uh, for Truman, Come on. Roosevelt, Ooh. Hoover. I think I would have gotten the next four, but I could have, I could get them transposed if I was not really, really careful. Before Hoover. Yeah. Are we like Taft at this point? Nope. Nope. You got three before oh, Taft. Oh, Wilson. No. No? You got two before Wilson. Oh, shit. I, these are two that I think I would have gotten in reverse order. I okay. think I would have lost. Here. All right. I would have gotten through Hoover for sure. Okay. But I would have, I would have had Harding and then Coolidge and it's Coolidge and then Harding. Oh, Okay. I would have gotten reversed. Yeah. So Coolidge, Harding, out right there. Wilson, Taft, Roosevelt, and that gets you through the century. Yeah, now you're into the 1800s. Yeah, and I no, no chance. No shot in hell. Isn't that funny? Because you know, like, Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, I can. If you can get a big board with, Lincoln, like, their Johnson, years, Grant. Who was after Grant? Yeah, I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. I, I would have really messed that up at that point. Uh, Rutherford Hayes. Is, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No shot. No. no I'm not He was a hell good. of a linebacker, Hayes. He was, yes. Yeah. And a and a runner. Um yeah, I mean, no. Because Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley to finish the eighteen hundreds. Oh wow. Yeah, no 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 shot. All right, people want us to talk about uh depth charts and the defensive secondary. You got any big thoughts? I'm, I'm, uh, theoretic. I'm just. I can't talk about the depth chart. It's top secret. Um, the um, even a line. The secondary. I think Ole Miss is going to be better. Got more bodies. More I impactful feel like that's players. The entire defense. Go. Yeah, they're a little better. Right? I, mean, I think yeah. they're potentially a lot better. Some of the young kids will look really good in the spring. What that? How that translates into the fall? I don't know. I'm always. I'm always trying to be a little careful, like, you know, everyone's raving about Tashim Johnson, for example. Okay? Mm-hmm. He definitely looked good in the spring. How does that translate into the fall where you're going against somebody else? Sure. You're going against the same offense every day, and fr- frankly, it was an offense that was pretty beaten up, and a lot of guys weren't playing. I mean, if you were to judge nothing but the spring, you'd be like, boy, Ole Miss is in trouble at quarterback. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And Ole Miss is not in trouble at quarterback. No. So, I liked him. Um, I think Prince 
gives them something for gives sure. Gives them a, a, another, another corner. Um, I think Battle has a chance to be an NFL player. I say Battle really took a step there. I mean, because you got to remember, that's a dude, we talked about it last week, who's getting coached pre-snap. So just getting more acclimated makes him a really good option over there. I mean, he might be the – we do always do the buying stock thing. He might be where you buy all your stock is Miles Battle. They get a full season of Otis Reese, which I think is, is huge. Huge. I'm, uh, I'm really big on TJ Finley. I thought he made huge strides second half of last season. AJ, yeah. All right, what did I say, TJ? Yeah. I meant AJ. Yeah, guys. And then you have some depth. They didn't have a year ago. They didn't have anybody last year at yeah. times. We don't know what Springer looks like. We don't know what stuff looks yeah. like. I, I mean, mean, people rave about Springer, but you didn't see him in the spring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of the reasons, no joke, it's one of the reasons that I don't do the count them down from number 100 or 80 or whatever number you choose. I I don't feel like, I'm totally honest, I'll admit this right here on the live stream that's going to be recorded and released. I don't. I don't feel like I know football well enough to do that. And, and don't have the – and no, nor does anyone else, the connections on the staff to get someone to sit down and break down players for me. That's and, not how this staff operates. And as Ole Miss has seen plenty of seasons, what does that defensive front look like? What does the front seven do as far as getting any pressure to actually help the secondary? Yeah, because so, that's that's so critical here. I mean, what 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 are you getting out of Sam Williams? What are you getting out of these different guys? I didn't think Sam Williams was particularly good last season. He wasn't. He's been in trouble. Like, it's just, you know, who yeah. knows? I don't know. I think they're better up front, but I, I still have concerns about the edge. Can they can they pressure the quarterback? Last season, they really couldn't pressure the quarterback. Not certainly with their front three or front four, or whatever. I think you probably see a really good step out of Tavia, Tavis Robinson in this year. I mean, yeah, I think they're better at linebacker. Yeah, that's so much of that counts on Chance Campbell. We'll but, see. you know, but look, Dale, Jacquez Jones is gone. He played a lot last season. Made a lot of tackles. Was a step slow a lot. They were really bad on defense. I've said this on a number of radio shows. And people, Do you think Ole Miss will be better on defense? Yes. Yes. How much better? I don't know. That's the, that's the deal. If you came down and said, hey, they finished 50th in the country in total defense, I'm like, oh, my God, they have a chance to go 10-2. and two. But if you came back and said, well, they, they were much better, but they're 75th, which would be jumping like 50 spots. I mean, I have this has been my most frequent conversation in the offseason. How much better is the defense? And then what does it need to be to be to make for an elite team? And yeah, it, it doesn't have to go crazy. I mean, if you offered Lane Kiffin right now, hey, your defense is going to finish 59th nationally, they would take it. Yeah. Top sixty. It's kind of that, that's my baseline. A little yeah. bit is sixty. I mean, yeah. we're talking still barely top half. I mean, it's not even nothing crazy. No, but that keeps you in games. And do you do you call some turnovers? You get some some quick steals a little bit. Can you get off the field? Yeah. Or you just gutted on third down. Yeah. Can you let your offense build leads? Does your offense ever? able to really do what it wants to do because what he would like to do is go fast a lot and there were times last season where that was just not a good idea it's impossible with all respect to Wesley McGriff back in the day he really 
hated and loved the stats of hey they defense ran eighty seven plays like yeah our offense won't slow down and stop for a second. That's the thing. They've been so bad on defense so many years in a row that you're going to have to show me a little bit before I jump into the hype machine. And quite frankly, it's one of the things I like about this staff. They don't hype. And they don't. You don't see the long interviews with the assistant coaches where they go through the depth chart and everyone's awesome. Bigger, faster, stronger. We all had a great offseason. Yeah. You just don't have that. I like. I appreciate that. What some people accuse you of sometimes of laziness is is not that. It's I know how this works. Everyone's hungry for football content in, February, in, in July. I get it. But come September, they're saying, but you wrote that. And I get, I'm not, not doing it. So mm-hmm. not previewing position groups without being able to talk to coaches. And this, this coaching staff's off limits. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get the coordinators on a media day. And that'll be that. It's the Saban approach. Only other news kind of coming out a little bit. Aaron Rodgers um, obviously did not retire. He announces he's back for his 17th season with the Packers, but still not really high on the management there in uh, in Wisconsin. Says, I just want to be involved in conversations that affect my ability to do my job. When asked if he has gotten any assurances that will happen, he said, I'm not sure at this point. Spoke at length about how he's been disappointed about veteran players the Packers have either released or not re-signed at various points of their career. In fact, he rattled off the names of nearly a dozen players um, returning to the blah, 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 blah during his press conference. Randall Cobb, who actually is returning this season um, to the uh, to the Packers, from Charles Woodson to Julius Peppers to more. I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from some of the mistakes in the past and about the way some of the outgoing veterans were treated and just the fact that we didn't retain a number of players that I felt were core players to our foundation, to our locker room, high-character Guy says he still does not know what the future holds after uh, this season for himself, but he does have a beef with uh, upper management. So, can he get out after this year? I don't see that in the story. Okay. The other NFL story that's interesting is Deshaun Watson at Texans camp going through drills, and the Texans basically saying, We're taking this one day at a time. I mean, he's got a lot of accusations against him right now they're only accusations but they're serious but they're real accusations i mean in terms of they're out there some of them are are criminal complaints does he play as of now yes right i don't know as of now does he get punished well they would have already punished him though if this, because it, it has to move up a standard is my point. Like I, they're they're clearly going to allow him to be innocent until proven guilty. I mean, I'm not criticizing sure. that, but that's clearly where they're at. If you're the Texans, you're a nervous wreck, right? Right. I mean, your entire thing falls apart with one thing. Yeah, it takes any more elevation. Because when you put him out there on the field on September the, what would that be? The twelfth, right? Or, rightly or wrongly, you are saying you believe him. You are. When you put him under center as the face of your franchise. On Again, not saying you shouldn't, but just saying no, when you do. No, absolutely. But you, when you do, whether you mean to or not, you are saying, hey, we're, we, we've looked into this, and we don't believe it. We believe him. We don't believe the women. We believe him. Mm-hmm. They're carrying four quarterbacks right now. Sean Watson, Tyrod Taylor, uh, Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills. 
the poor quarterbacks for the uh, Houston Texans. It'd be Tyrod's show, I guess. Taylor's okay. He's fine. Yeah. He's 11 years in the league. Yeah. And you don't stay in the league that long. Tyrod's hung around 11 years. He's good. He's not elite by any stretch, but he's good. Better than Driscoll. He's been around six. Yeah. Good citizen. Doesn't disrupt the locker room. Didn't he finish at La Tech? I think he did finish at Tech. He still has Florida listed as his college on here, but I mean, I don't know what that means or doesn't mean. Tyrod, obviously, from Virginia Tech. Who was the other guy? Davis Mills, former quarterback at Stanford. Oh, yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. They drafted him this past year. Yeah, I want to see what – let's see. What's Tyrod made in his career? Let's look it up. $30 million? Yeah, I'm looking. Let's see if I can get a total. Let's see. Career earnings. You're going to go with 30? That's your guess? Sure. Pays to be in the NFL. Not counting this season's salary uh-huh. of, uh, let's see, two and a half plus a two and a half signing bonus for 2021. Okay. Um, his career earnings are $54 million. Is that right? Good for him. 10 seasons, $54 million. Wow. $54 million to essentially be a career backup. That cat made $16 million in 2018 for the Cleveland Browns. How many starts does he have in his career? Uh, let's see. Go back over here for that one. Talking at this point. Let's see. All right, Taylor. Reference games. He's played in 72 career games, but let's see how many starts. 47. Okay. 72 games, 47 starts. So he started three seasons, essentially, of NFL. He has completed 61% of his passes, um, 54 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Yeah. No, he's good. You don't stay in the league that long unless you have More than a touchdown per start. You can count on him. Not going to lead you to the Super Bowl, probably, but he's all right. They're glad to have him on their roster Except right for now. For a backup, yeah, you'll take that all day long. Because we we have this conversation over and over again. There's only like 12 dudes who can actually play NFL quarterback effectively. But if so, you're the if you're the Texans, you've got about what 10 days before you've got to make a decision about who your quarterback is. Because if it's not going to be Deshaun Watson, if it's going to be Tyrod Taylor, for example, and you're going to start having to think about, hey, we got to get this Mills kid ready. You don't have time to be giving snaps in camp to Watson. And if it is going to be Watson, you he's got to get the snaps, and you've got to feel really confident that you're not going to waste August on him. God, I kind of forgot about that. Tunzel being there. The train wreck organization right now. Yeah, if I'm Laramie, I'm I'm asking out again. He's I know he's making a, making a fortune, but but I mean, it, playing offensive line there is like just like playing fire drill. I mean, he's like hitting his dude, and then worried about the guard over here. I mean, it's like he's got to be in eight places at once. I mean, they're they're god awful. Juan in our thread, so he actually won a fantasy league with Tyrod Taylor, quarterback, a few years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. Actually, did I see that he came? Did he he was diagnosed with COVID today? No, Lamar Jackson. Sorry, got him mixed up. 
Lamar Jackson test positive today. Christian Yelich tested positive. Did he? He's vaccinated. Um, Reggie Bush will not get his Heisman back. They Saw that. that decision. Just kind of looking through headlines here as we uh, we get done. U.S. leading the medal count, thirty-one to twenty-seven over China, twenty-three for uh, the Russians, and obviously the Americans will add to their total soon because track gets started here uh, here before long. This isn't even a hot take on Simone. It's a it's just just a my reaction sure. today to all of it. Okay. When you do what she does, if you're not mentally sharp, you could really get hurt. Well, hundred percent. And so the people that are dogging her, I can't stand that. Like. That drives me crazy. The people that are calling her a quitter, I don't think she's a quitter at all. On the flip side, while it is absolutely courageous and stuff, this I don't know that this adds anything more or detracts from her legacy. I don't think it changes her legacy. I, no, it puts there, it neutral. There are people yeah. that try that are trying to make this into oh, she's the great American hero because of this, and and I think this is this is revelatory of her humanity. It makes, well, that's what's real was the word that kept coming to mind. But yeah. she's real. She's okay. a human being. I yeah. mean, you watch her do the thing, and you're like, oh my god. I mean, I watched the other night. I mean, she's literally you look. She looks like she's 15 feet in the air, and you're like, so if if, if something's going on in her mind that that prevents her from being sharp and confident, and she puts so much pressure on herself. Yes, and maybe she's just melted down a little bit. But I mean, yeah, you, you, your mind is not clear, and you're going, "Hey, I've got to hit this vault." I mean, you could break your neck. I mean, you get hurt, and so I, I've, I have nothing but respect for that. And and the people that ripped her, I'm like, man, you must be nice to never have any mental issues. Mm-hmm. It must be nice to just have supreme confidence at all times. I can't relate. I mean, I had to go get help years ago. Yeah, sure. Um. But I don't know that it vaults her to some esteemed style. Ask Chris Bryan about it, the Cubs third baseman or outfielder or whatever it is that he is for the next 24 hours. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, yeah, he battles some of that stuff. And sometimes it gets in your head. And sometimes you got to get away from it. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, you can't get away from it. Like he was saying, you know, baseball, as you know, is a really mental game. And sometimes even when you're a former MVP like he is – Sometimes you suck, and when you suck, it gets really mental, and you have to figure out ways to get away from it. And Sometimes that includes taking a couple of days off. Chris Bryant says he gets away from it by having chocolate cake. Oh, really? He'll go have chocolate cake. I get that. I kind of get it. Yeah, that's fine. He'll work it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he has no body fat, so obviously he can do what he wants. The interesting part of the Biles thing, she saw, man, she also this morning, she pulled out of the individual all-around final. It's what's worrisome a little bit for her sake is that it wasn't this just daily blip. You know what I mean? That like, okay, let me kind of refocus. Let me get through this and I'll come back for the all-around tomorrow and then I'll do the individual. I mean, can she come back tomorrow? I don't know, but... That, that, that it's a prolonged thing more than that just one day is what is somewhat concerning and interesting to me. Because when I first saw it yesterday morning, I thought, okay, if it really is not physical, it's probably a one-day deal. Kind of in my head, I'd go, okay, they'll, you know, maybe she's having a panic attack. I don't know. Like, you yeah. calm down and you whatever. And I know she's been doing with some personal stuff the last few weeks, but it all 
it all coming to head on the day of the team final is interesting. I don't know really what it means, what it doesn't mean, but it's interesting to, to, to me. Was it the Raiders that had a center that like the night before the Super Bowl just snapped and disappeared? Right. Yeah, it was an offensive lineman at least. I don't remember what position. Yeah, that's right. That was somebody was a Falcons player got arrested. I don't remember. Something that. happened. I don't remember that. So. So we're Anthony Rizzo's father was at Wrigley last night, walked out thanking all of the like ushers and stuff for all they've done. Oh really? Yeah. It kinda hit me in the feels. Yeah, that's that's not a good not No. A good. I mean I where's he headed? The rumor is Boston. Okay. Yeah. That's palatable for you. Yeah, I mean, I, that's fine. I'm fine. I mean, I mean, he's not putting like barley on his uniform. I mean, it'll be all right. Brewers. Yeah, as long as it's, I know, I know, I know about the barley. I was trying to think with the <laughs> what would hurt worse, the barley or the birds, and it's uh, okay. the birds. No, the birds would hurt more. Yeah, <laughs> Milwaukee's new money in this in this yeah. thing. This isn't that. That's not Chris that's Bryant that. can't go to the Cardinals. I don't, that's that's more. He knows than, he can't. I think it's more than I can handle emotionally. Yeah. I, I don't think I could watch that anymore. That might be the end of my baseball baseballing. Yeah. So I don't know. Just okay. End uh, of an era. Yeah. Draft is. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's a chasing the ring up. If right. you're interested, we talked about the draft. A lot of activity expected at the top of the NBA draft tomorrow. The uh, Pistons have the first pick. Rockets have the second pick. And then I think most people expect. The potential for fireworks at number three with Cleveland. Cleveland's got the third pick. They want to get away from Kevin Love's contract. They're willing to move Colin Sexton. There's talks of a blockbuster, so a lot of stuff could happen. If you're into the NBA tomorrow night, it could be a pretty interesting night. Might talk a little more about that uh, tomorrow for uh, for the show. Appreciate Jason Sukamel today, Karen Murdoch tomorrow, and more as we continue to talk any expansion talk. As we move forward to more news in that regard, and football season camp starting before two uh, two terrible. Have you heard a date? I yeah. have not. I mean, I'm still I'm playing off the fifth or sixth, but I don't know. Yeah, the date. date I heard was reporting on the fifth or sixth, and I think practice starts on the seventh because Ole Miss plays on a Monday, right? So they're going to start two days. It's later so many days back from your opener. Yeah, you get yeah. so many days back from the opener to get in. I think it's 28 practices. Okay, so you build in like three days off. Okay. So more tomorrow, and appreciate all the questions in the stream, those listening elsewhere, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.